No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we will take a break from our regular study through the Bible to present a Christmas special. What was so wonderful about that night when Jesus was born that we are still celebrating and sharing it 2,000 years later? We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl looks at the greatest event in human history on Simply the Bible. Now, Christmas has always been a special holiday for me. From the time that I was five years old, my mother, who was a pianist at our church, had me performing before at least a thousand people in a musical production called The Singing Christmas Tree. My grandmother, Alice, who I called Nana, wrote the annual Christmas program for her church that was attended by hundreds of people each year. So Christmas in our home was always a very special time with decorations, family, delicious food, and of course, presents. But Jesus was always at the center. But it is possible for us in our holiday traditions to lose sight of the one whose birth we celebrate. And even if we do keep Jesus in the center of all that we do, we can hunker down and keep him to ourselves rather than sharing the good news of his birth with others. So today we're pausing from our regular through the Bible teaching of God's word to reflect on the significance of that first Christmas night as given to us in Luke's gospel chapter two. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now, having to travel on foot or by donkey about 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem was no easy task, especially for a woman who was nine months pregnant. Joseph and Mary had thought that this census by the emperor came at a really bad time. But God was working behind the scenes to fulfill the prophecy of Micah. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. You see, God had a problem. He had to get... Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem so that his son could be born in Bethlehem, thus fulfilling the prophecy. Now, oftentimes we just don't understand why God is allowing certain things to happen in our lives when it seems like everything is going wrong. But when we know the Lord, we can be assured that he is working all circumstances for our good and for his glory. But 
Imagine the stress Joseph must have been feeling as he frantically looked for a place for Mary to give birth. There were no vacancies in Bethlehem. And so in desperation, they found refuge in a stable or probably a cave. And Mary gave birth to Jesus and wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger. Who could have foreseen that the son of David, who would be king of all Israel and ultimately king of the world, would enter the world in such poverty and humility? But there was a deeper wisdom here than people could perceive. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, have you ever wondered why this announcement of Christ's birth first came to shepherds? In the first century, shepherds were not highly respected. Many of them had a bad reputation and were not considered to be trustworthy. You wouldn't even want them around your stuff because it might get stolen. So of all the people to tell, why did the angel choose them? Well, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes, or powerful, or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. God delights in choosing the weak and the despised things of this world to bring down the things that the world considers to be so important. You may feel insignificant in the eyes of the world. You may feel like you're not a mover and shaker, but that is just the sort of person that God uses. Now, the angel brought the shepherds the good news that would bring great joy to all people. The long-awaited Messiah was born that very night in Bethlehem. He was the hope of all Israel, and he would be a light to the nations. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast choir of angels praising God and saying glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Literally all heaven was breaking loose in spontaneous praise and worship. They couldn't hold it in. This good news could not be contained. This child would bring peace to everyone who pleases God. And how do we do that? How do we please God? Well, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must believe in Jesus. You see, this one who was lying in a manger would one day be nailed to a cross to take away the sins of the world. And he would be raised from the dead to give the assurance of eternal life to everyone who receives him. Indeed, that is good news that brings joy. 
when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. The shepherds were awestruck. This was the most exciting thing that had ever happened to them. It certainly beat watching sheep. They wasted no time in going into the village and searching for the baby until they found him in a manger. What would have happened if the shepherds had been indifferent to this news? What would have happened if they had not been curious enough to go see for themselves? Then they never would have witnessed the most important, wonderful thing to happen in the history of mankind. Likewise, when we hear the good news of Jesus Christ, if we are indifferent, if we don't care, then we will miss out. If we are not curious enough to see for ourselves, then we will fail to receive this forgiveness for our sins and everlasting life. And what could be more important than that? After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Now, the shepherds could have simply gone back to their flocks and shared their joy with each other around a nice warm campfire. They could have kept all of this to themselves. I mean, after all, who was going to believe them anyway? They were only shepherds. But that's not what they did. Instead, they told everyone that they met what had happened and what the angel told them about this child. Everyone who heard them was astonished. And finally, they went back to their flocks, glorifying God for all they had seen and heard. Not only had they seen the Christ child for themselves, but they also were used by God to share the best news imaginable with many others. I wonder... Do we find such joy in sharing with others the peace, salvation, forgiveness, and eternal life that Jesus Christ has brought into the world? We must never think that God cannot use us. If he could use lowly shepherds with a questionable reputation, then he can certainly use us. We must not shrink back, but pray for boldness and opportunity to share with others. There are so many without hope and without God in the world. They need to know what God has done to remove the barriers of sin and death so that he may have an everlasting relationship with each of us. That first Christmas was truly wonderful in every way. God could have accompanied the birth of his son with spectacular lights and sounds that would have dwarfed even the greatest opening ceremony of the Olympics. He could have awakened the entire nation of Israel and written the birth announcement across the night sky. But instead, the greatest event of all time happened quietly and humbly in a little cave in Bethlehem. The mighty kings and important people of the earth did not witness it, but a group of poor shepherds saw the Messiah and spread the news to everyone they met. The wonder of Christmas continues to live in the hearts of all who believe in him. Do you believe? 
we would love for you to join us for our Christmas Eve service. Just go to calvarytv.org forward slash events for more information. This service will feature Christmas carols, a children's performance, and a message by yours truly that I call Light Has Dawned. At a time when there's so much darkness and despair in the world, we need the light that Christ alone brings. And we have been given good news of great joy that is for all people. So come celebrate with us if you can. But by all means, rejoice in the Lord and worship Him for His wonderful salvation. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for the love that you have for this world, that you'd send your one and only Son into the world, Lord, to become a person, to live a life of humility, even of of rejection and shame, and yet to do it all because he loves us. And Lord, thank you that we have this amazing hope that no matter what is going on in this world, we know that you love us and that you have saved us through believing in Jesus Christ, that you've taken away our sins, you've taken away the curse of death for all who turn from their sins and trust in Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would give us opportunity to share that good news with others this holiday season, and that as we rejoice with our friends and loved ones, we would be mindful of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We thank you. In his name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. On Monday, we will return to the book of Job and see where Job asks his friends to bear with him because of his hardships. He points out how the wicked prosper in this life and calls for God's judgment against them. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.